So graphic novels just seemed like a great way to tell the story I wanted to, where I could use words and pictures together and tell a story that's more complex for older kids. And I just think there's so much power in art and words together. Welcome to Ready for Reading, a podcast from United Through Reading, dedicated to helping military families grow stronger together through the magic of reading. I'm Josie Beats. Back in our earlier episodes, my fellow United Through Reading staff member Molly Haskin and I talked about how much our kids loved graphic novels. If you aren't familiar, graphic novels are books that use both the words and the art to tell the story. This type of book is really popular with the tween set these days, and with some adults. And so I was thrilled when Victoria Jameson, author of the graphic novel Roller Girl, agreed to join me today to discuss great books for the tween age group. What made this interview even more fun is that Victoria and I went to high school together. You'll hear the story about how I found out she was the author in the interview. In addition to book recommendations for tweens, Victoria and I also talked about why graphic novels are so fun to read with kids, about the benefits of rereading books, and letting your kids lead the way in reading through their book choices, and where that might surprise you. Here's the interview. I am so excited to be here with you today with author, illustrator, Victoria Jameson. Hi, Vicki. Thank you so much for being with us. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm going to tell a quick story before we jump into our questions. So Vicki and I actually know each other from high school. And one day I was in a bookstore with my small child, with my daughter, And she handed me a book and said, this is the one that I want to purchase today. Of course, it sounded more like, mommy, please get this for me. But um, we decided, okay, we'll look at this one. It's called Roller Girl, and it's by Victoria Jameson. And I was like, huh, that name sounds awfully familiar. And so I sort of flipped the book over, I think, and opened the back page. And there, looking back, is my friend from high school, (laughs) Victoria Jameson, (laughs) Vicki Jameson. It was so exciting to see a strong, young female character in a book by someone who I knew and deeply respected and knew was fun already. And so I'm so proud that we can have you on the podcast with us to talk about United Through Reading, and in particular, graphic novels, novels for 8 to 12-year-olds, sort of those middle years when kids are sort of reading more on their own. And I'd love to know more from you, Vicki, first of all, about your background and why you decided to go into, you know, author, illustrator for children and the journey that that's been. Well, sure. Well, first of all, thanks. That's a really very sweet story. I'd never heard that story before. So it's just further proof that books really can bring people together. (laughs) So I'm glad um, we're doing this podcast together. It's been so nice to reconnect. So a little bit about my background, how I became an author I was always a pretty shy and quiet kid. I didn't love playing sports, even though Roller Girl is about a kid playing sports. I just had a, a lot of imaginary stuffed animals, friends. So I was very you know, involved in my own inner world. And my mom was a teacher. She was an elementary school art teacher. And she was also worked at the public library for a little bit. <laughs> so it was kind of a recipe for me to become an author and illustrator, I think. I loved reading books. I loved drawing. 
I didn't know I wanted to be an author when I was younger. My family moved to Florida when I was around 12. And so one of the perks of moving to Florida was, of course, Disney World. So we would go to Disney World all the time. And they used to have a thing, I don't know if they have it anymore, where you could watch the Disney animators working at MGM Studios. And I thought, that's what I want to do. I want to be an animator. So for a long time, I thought I wanted to be an animator, work at Disney. I went to art school. I took a few animation classes and realized that was not the life for me. It was very hard and very (laughs) tedious. But with books, you could write your own story. You weren't part of a crew of thousands. You were one person and I could write whatever I wanted to. I could draw whatever I wanted to. So it just ended up being the perfect career for me. And I love it so much. I am so excited to hear you talk about your foray into sports because I would like for you to tell everyone (laughs) what your roller derby name was. So my roller derby name was Winnie the Pow. I wanted something that was kids book related, but also tough. And a lot of my favorites were already taken. Like I really liked the name Nancy Drew Blood. That was my (laughs) one of the backups. (laughs) Hermione Danger. (laughs) Encyclopedia Frown was another one of my choices, but I went with Winnie the Pow. And yeah, it was kind of a strange foray into sports because in high school, I was on the cross country team, but I was not very passionate. And then I read a book about roller derby. It's the book that the movie Whip It was based on. And I went to see a match and it was love at first sight. I fell in love with roller derby. I love that. I absolutely love that. And I will say in prep for this, I was deep on your website and you have a great section where kids, girls sent you in their roller derby names for you to consider for use, I think. Mm-hmm. That's so fun. Choosing a roller derby name is so fun, but I had to pick like 40 different roller derby names. So I wrote to junior derby players all around the world, all sorts of countries to see if they wanted to have their name included in the book. And I got so many great names. It was so much fun. Well, I want to ask you a little bit more about one of your more recent books, too, When Stars Are Scattered. And this is actually, once we get into our recommendations later on, it's one of my recommended titles, but a very different story, but one that I think really resonates with kids. And I just wanted to know a little bit about how you got started writing that story. Yeah. So When Stars Are Scattered is different than my other books. A lot of my other books are based on my own experiences, sort of. But When Stars Are Scattered is based on my co-author's experience. I wrote this book with Omar Mohammed, who lives near me in Pennsylvania, and he grew up in Somalia. And when he was four years old, he became a refugee because of the civil war in Somalia. He and his little brother had to flee all by themselves to the neighboring country of Kenya. And they spent the next 15 years or so in a refugee camp. And so it's really the story of what it's like to be a kid growing up in a refugee camp. I started writing When Stars Are Scattered just by getting involved in my local community. I was volunteering with a refugee resettlement agency when I lived in Portland, Oregon, just as a way to, I don't know, I think, I feel like with kids, when they know there's a big world event, it seems very far away and very distant, but often there's something you could do locally to get involved. And that's what I started doing. A roller derby teammate worked for this refugee resettlement agency. It was a way to start volunteering right in my town. And my son was very little at the time, so I could bring him with me. We would go to the airport and welcome new families. We met a family who lived around the corner from us, and we just showed them things like how to ride the bus, how to go grocery shopping. Because when you spend your life at a refugee camp, those are all new things. So when I moved to Pennsylvania, I started volunteering again, and I met Omar, who works at a refugee resettlement agency, and he wanted to write a story about his life. And so we just kind of sat down and talked about it, see what it would be like. 
And yeah, once again, books just has connected me with more people in my community. Now I am good friends with Omar, his family. We've met lots of kids around the country who connected with his story. So it's been really a beautiful experience for me. Well, it's a beautiful book and one that I read with my daughter a couple years ago. I pulled it out <laughs> sort of when we were in COVID times, one that we read together. And she was really past the point where she wanted to read with me. So it was a great way for us to talk about the different communities that are out there and what we can do to support them. And so I hope that people will keep it on their list for novels, graphic novels in particular, that they can look at moving forward. And so talking about graphic novels, I wanted to know a little bit more about what's your favorite part about putting together stories or graphic novels? What makes them different? I just absolutely love everything about graphic novels. And I kind of came to them late. I discovered graphic novels really for kids when I read books by Raina Telgemeier. And I'm sure if you've got young kids, you know Raina Telgemeier's books like Smile, Sisters, Guts. And I'd say I'm an illustrator first and foremost. Writing came kind of second. I've always been a very visual person. I love to draw. I love the expressive things art can do. So my books before graphic novels were picture books, which, you know, you've probably read with little kids, like Where the Wild Things Are, you know, those kind of books that are large pictures. And when I wanted to write Roller Girl, I knew I wanted to use pictures, but I didn't know how to make that a book for little kids. So graphic novels just seemed like a great way to tell the story I wanted to, where I could use words and pictures together and tell a story that's more complex for older kids. And I just think there's so much power in art and words together. You can mix and match them. You can have the art say one thing and the words say another thing. I think there's a misconception out there that graphic novels are easy. I hear all the time that graphic novels are not real books. And, you know, I think they're different than traditional novels. I read tons of traditional novels, too. And they're different. But I think it's not easier. It's just a different way to tell a story and one thing I love about graphic novels is it's a very intimate way of reading, I think. Like, I'm someone who loves to peek into other people's houses or lives. Like, if you invite me over to your house, I'm going to, like, peek through your bookshelves and see what your kitchen looks like. <laughs> I love to see how other people live. And I think that's something graphic novels do. You feel like you're part of the characters' lives because you can see what their bedroom looks like, see what they have in their backpack, what kind of clothes they like to wear. You're just kind of invited into their world, and it makes it a very intimate reading experience. I love that. So now everyone knows what's going to happen when Vicky comes over to your house. Um, <laughs> I won't, like, open your bathroom cabinet or anything, but, you know, I'm going to snoop around. <laughs> well, you know, this is so interesting. I was just having a conversation with my daughter, and we have some Kindles that we use, particularly when I'm traveling. It's easier than carrying a couple of books along with me. Mm -hmm. And she just read a book on the Kindle, but now she wants me to go and buy the hardcover version so she can have it in her bookshelf. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that when people come over, they can see the books that she likes. And so now we know she's doing that for you. I appreciate <laughs> that. Um. <laughs> and I know video, you know, especially for military families, that's a technology is a great way to stay connected. But I got to admit, I'm pretty old school when it comes to books. I like having a book in my hand. I'm with you that like sometimes I bring too many books on vacation. So Kindles are very helpful. But when it's something I really love, I just like to be able to hold it to have that human connection to something physical. So I'm, I'm with your daughter on this one. Absolutely. <laughs> we love physical books and make sure that, you know, one of the things that we really pride ourselves on is 
getting those physical books into the hands of kids, even when they're connecting virtually Mm. as an added benefit. And we even talked to our parents about reading graphic novels on video for that video story time that we Mm. facilitate for families because you can discuss more than the words, right? You can talk about the pictures. And so it it takes you out of the story into a moment of one-on-one connection Mm -hmm. through those story time videos that parents make. And so we have graphic novels that are in our library that folks can pick from on our website. And we really encourage them because, you know, graphic novels are fun. Just like you're saying, Mm -hmm. it's really great to see the world that these characters are living in. I wanted to know a little bit about the types of books that you read when you were sort of in the sort of 8, 9 to 12 age range. What were your favorites back then? Yeah, graphic novels weren't a huge thing when we were kids. Like I read a lot of comic strips like Calvin and Hobbes, For Better or For Worse. Oh, For Better or For Worse. <laughs> I loved it so much. It's so great. And that, like speaking of that connection, like I remember going off to college and my mom would clip like For Better or For Worse out of the newspaper and send it to me. And we would talk on the phone as if they're real people. It would be like, can you believe who Elizabeth's dating? Ugh, I can't stand Anthony. Still can't believe she married Anthony, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> um but yeah, it's a great way to connect. And like my dad would be listening and he's like, who are you talking about? So yes, I loved comics, but I loved novels too. The novels I really connected with when I was eight, nine, ten were Ramona, Ramona Quimby. And I just love those books so much. And I still read them. I have the whole series on my bookshelf. And something I like to bring up to parents, because I think I meet a lot of parents who say, my kid only wants to read graphic novels, or they only want to read the same book over and over and over again. I was a big rereader when I was a kid. I remember my elementary school librarian forbade me from taking out Ramona Quimby age eight anymore, because she's like, you've read it too many times. (laughs) Like, you're a good reader, you need to read other books. But, you know, for me, if my kid finds comfort in reading a book, or even reading the same book over and over again, I'm fine with that. (laughs) Like, if they find comfort in a book, I think that's a great thing. And rereading Ramona so many times has really informed my life in ways I've been able to reflect upon as a grown-up and certainly influenced me as an author. So I think if your kid's rereading books, it's nothing really to worry about. I did it all the time. That really can be a comfort that, Mm -hmm. you know, going back to characters that you're familiar with, particularly in times of stress. So I'm a big rereader as well. Yeah, kids love series, I think partly for that comfort where they know the characters. It's a world they feel comfortable in. Oh, yeah. One of the books that I have in my stack as we move on to our book recommendations is Wings of Fire. Oh, yeah. And hugely popular with the Uh 10-year-old set. And we actually started reading them as they published some graphic novel versions of it because the books were a little dense for my son at the time. And now he will tear through the later books in the series because they're familiar characters to him. They're a family that he's a part of now. And particularly, you know, as a military family, we moved this summer, there's a lot of change going on in our house. He has no interest in reading anything other than Wings of Fire right now. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I am fine with that. (laughs) He's got enough other change going on. Yeah. So what book recommendations do you have for parents looking for books for their nine to 12 year old? Well, (laughs) I should have shown you the stack on my desk <laughs> when we started. <laughs> I got a big stack. Oh, good. First of all, I guess I would say that no reader is exactly alike. And I know this because I've got an eight-year-old, almost eight-year-old, who was not a big reader. He's still not a huge reader. 
So I learned to kind of let him lead the way in what he wanted to read. When he was very little, like when he was three or four, for bedtime, he would choose Lego manuals, like (laughs) the kind that you get with a Lego set. And so I just had to sit there at bedtime and be like, step 42, put the red brick on top of the blue brick. (laughs) It was so boring, but that's what he wanted to read. And I think the more important thing for me was he chose it. It was us sitting together, bonding, spending time. So letting your kid choose what they're interested in could be a great way to start. So he's moved on from Lego manuals, but he chooses books that I wouldn't necessarily choose. Like he likes nonfiction. So I think if your kid has an interest, but they're not really a big reader, maybe a good way to start is what they're interested in. Part of my stack here, I have a comic book about plagues. (laughs) He was very into germs during COVID. (laughs) So we got some comics about plagues and what germs are and how bacteria spreads. So I think in terms of graphic novels, no matter what your kid's interested in, nonfiction, historical fiction, there's a graphic novel out there. So that's where I would say to start. What is your kid really passionate about? I just want to make sure that I heard everything correctly, that you read a graphic novel about plagues with your son. (laughs) Yeah, it's a series called Science Comics. The one I have in front of me is called Plagues, the Microscopic Battlefield. But they've got, you know, comics about the human body, about anything science related, really. I've got another one in front of me called Squish. Look, this is awesome. (laughs) Squish. I love this because we at United Through Reading, every summer, we focus on STEM books. Hmm. And I think Squish might have actually been one of our selections. But I am super into this idea about graphic novels about plagues because (laughs) I feel like that would jump out of a list to folks and that people would be very interested in. Okay, well, I love that. (laughs) I love that. And we talk a lot with families about reading together aloud. It doesn't even always have to be a book. Maybe it's a recipe. Mm. You know, maybe you're not a strong reader, and so it is the comic strips. But, you know, having that bonding moment together, I will say on my list has never been a Lego manual, (laughs) but I will add it as a potential opportunity for bonding with your child for bedtime. I really appreciate that story. Okay, (laughs) tell us something else that's in your stack. Okay, so I was thinking particularly about, you know, kids going through changes. I feel like that's where middle grade books, you know, for the tween set really shine because everyone feels different. Everyone feels out of place at that age. So there are a lot of books I think that can, you know, help with that stage of life. Some I have in my stack. I already mentioned Raina Telgemeier's books, but Smile is a great one. She talks about how as a 12-year-old, she fell and knocked out her two front teeth. And she had to go through all sort of dental drama and braces, which is a strange thing to go through when you're 12. Another book that I think really speaks to being the new kid is called New Kid by Jerry Craft. It's also a graphic novel. And it's about a young boy starting a new school, a young black boy who goes to like a fancy prep school and just how it feels to be you know, an odd kid out or to feel different from everyone else. Um, Another one that I read recently, it's kind of a new book, but I really loved. I love books that make me laugh and very few books that make me laugh out loud, but this one made me laugh out loud many times. It's called Huda F.R.U. And the author's name is Huda, Huda Fami. And it's a story of maybe it's middle school, high school, but just feeling like the odd kid out for wearing a hijab. So those are some recommendations. I love that. Huda FRU was actually on my list of books that I want to read because as I was picking books out of our library that I wanted to share with folks today, 
I was like, well, we need some new ones. And that one I saw on a list and I, was, I wrote that down. So I am so glad to hear that as a recommendation from you. <laughs> it's a great one. Loved it. So one I'm going to share with you is The Terrible Two. Uh-huh. It is the beginning of a series of, I think, four books that my son and I read together that, again, had me laughing out loud. It's one that we reread with our move because my son was starting a new school and the character in The Terrible Two starts a new school. The Terrible Two is about a couple of pranksters who make friends with each other. And as we were reading, I had to remind my son that he should not become the prankster at his school, (laughs) that this is a cautionary tale for him, (laughs) but that we can learn a lot about making new friends and finding new networks of support and meeting new people from a book like that. Yeah, that's a great one. Love that book. You know, at United Through Reading, Vicki, we are all about family, reading together. As a family, you've told us a little bit about the books that you and your son have read together, the Lego manuals you and your son have read together. Is there a single book that jumps out at you, whether it's for this age range or not, that you've read together as a family that you still hold tightly to or have some good memories of? Well, you know, this is more like a comment on format rather than the particular book. So we haven't really read too much as a family, except when we went on a car ride recently, a long car trip. And it was just this past summer, like a month ago, we put an audiobook on in the car. And I chose it, so it was Ramona and Beezus. <laughs> but <laughs> the experience of all being in one place, listening to someone else read a story, that I think if you want to read as a family, that might be another great option. Audiobooks, you can get them for free from the library. Otherwise, they're, they can be expensive to buy. But we got it from the library. And it was just a great experience of us all being in the car, listening to Ramona and Beezus together. Since we had all listened as a family, it was just a great connection. You'll have to report back when the librarian tells you that you can no longer check out the audiobook <laughs> for Ramona and Beezus. They wouldn't dare. She cuts you off. She or he. <laughs> well, Vicki, thank you so much for being with us today. And we really appreciate not just you being on the podcast, but all the wonderful art and stories that you're bringing to our kids. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me and letting me talk about books. It's my favorite thing to do. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. I still can't believe that my high school friend Vicki is the author of one of my daughter's favorite books. You can find out more about Victoria and the books she's written on her website, victoriajameson.com, linked in our show notes. You can also find a list of the books we discussed in this show in the show notes as well. On behalf of United Through Reading, thank you to our military families. For more information on how you can start your reading routine with your family, go to utr.org slash podcast. You can also download our reading app while you're there. On the next episode, we'll hear from two truly incredible teenagers on how books can help military teens cope with all that military life throws at them. You don't want to miss that conversation. Ready for Reading is a podcast by United Through Reading, a nonprofit organization that's been connecting military families through the power of shared story time since 1989. This show was produced by Stacey Rain at Rain Communication with editing by Sandra Levy-Smith. Thanks for listening.